Hey everyone, this is Christy, Soul Magazine's assistant editor, and welcome to In the Spray Room, our podcast where we talk to some of the best and brightest artists working on the streets today. For our daily online content, check us out on soulmagny.com, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at soulmag. And In the Spray Room can now be found on all major podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and through Amazon Alexa. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. Before we introduce today's very special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, what's going on is we're switching to a new current events format for Patreon subscribers. Exciting stuff. Take a look there. I'll leave that alone and jump right in with our special guest, Sarah Lynn Leo. Hello. Welcome to Bay Ridge. (laughs) Welcome to In the Spray Room. Thank you. I love your stuff. Oh, thank you very much. I love how self-deprecating it is. I love how simple it is. I love how emotional it is. I love how how obviously cathartic that work must be for you. (laughs) And, uh, you know, ever since uh, we saw your work on the street, uh, Christy jumped on it quickly with the article about you. Mm -hmm. I refreshed myself with the, uh, with that. I read it again today, Christy. Nice writing. Thank you for reading it. Nice writing. Of course writing. we read it, Christy. <laughs> so why don't, why don't you uh, just start off, uh, you know, superhero style. Tell uh, our listeners your origin story. Where'd you come from and where did you uh, learn to do what you do? Um, well, basically, I've been making art forever since I was like a little kid. And um, I'm sorry, can I take one second? I have like really bad anxiety. <laughs> and it's like... As, okay. as you know from my article, we, it, we're like, more nervous than you. Yeah, I know, we, it's totally. We all like, promise. They all wanted to meet you. So, yeah, know, take I, a second. I've had a like a, a little bit of a rough few days with my anxiety, so coming here. And is you like, brought stickers. Okay. I know. I know. I'm, I'm very sorry. I knew this was going to be a thing when I came. That's and I, okay. I, I even warned all of you that I'm that's not the okay. best speaker. So let me just take like one second. Yeah, I'm very sorry. That's okay. <sighs> well, as you can see. <laughs> Um, My artwork is very personal to my own struggles with things like this, obviously. But we can get into that later, I imagine. Um, So basically, you were asking my origin story is um, I'm always I'm someone who's made art pretty much forever. So doing street art is a new thing for me. But I've always been painting, drawing something along the lines. Um, But as Christy went over in my article, um, I'm sorry. I'm really struggling. That's okay. I'm so sorry. This That's is so okay. We'll do the talking for a little bit. You take a deep breath. What I loved in the article uh, was you, how you said you were an art school kid, but you came out a little disillusioned about it. Yeah. And how it wasn't, it was either, hey, am I going to do what everybody's doing, ripping off pop art and old artists, or am I going to struggle to be ironic and original in my own thing? And I found that really really interesting because I'm not, I'm not an artist. I don't have, I'm learning how to draw, but I'm not an, I'm not artistic. So for someone that's got that in them and has to get that out of them to be, to feel like I can only be one of those two things must've been a little boxing. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, a lot of it started when I was younger. I wanted to be like a almost stereotypical artist who's like, I'm going to sell my paintings for a million dollars. I'm going to be in the moment. Like everybody wants to be an artist like that. Um, So for me, when I went to art school, I was kind of hoping to bring those dreams to fruition. But for me, the art school was like not a very good experience. (laughs) That's that's commonly heard. We knew that a lot. Art school either makes you or breaks you. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I know that like when I've met a lot of people in this community, it's either like, do you 
love art school or do you not? It's a big debate. So I mean, <coughs> I think it could probably be a lot of things for a lot of people. But for me, it just it wasn't the best experience. And I think primarily because the school that I went to, it had like a I think it's called like a Montessori style of mm-hmm. school. So every, yeah, everything mm-hmm. is like self motivated. There's no grades. There's no nothing. It was all just it comes from the students. So I guess the idea is that like. If you're self-motivated, you make better work or something. I don't know. That's the theory behind it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it works well in children, but I think my art school, it didn't work very well. <laughs> so a light kind of, like, bred this community of, like, elitism, and maybe when you're, like, a 20-something arty, artsy person, you become kind of lazy. I don't, I don't really know. Um, the salon culture. Yeah. It, so a lot of the art that was being created was very... Um, it, was very, it wasn't, it, like, coming from an honest place. Like, yeah. it was just making art for art's sake. And it was just trying to be like the most outrageous. Or, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, th- I think that like not to say that there isn't something about artwork that's like just spontaneous mm-hmm. and you surface. Just, yeah, but it felt very like stereotypical and expected. And a lot of the students would be like show up without. See, and I find your work to be extremely intellectual and layered in the simplicity. But I think that I find there's a lot more maybe thought in yours that isn't necessarily art. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, well, anyways, basically the point I was talking about my art school was because it kind of made me very jaded. It was like the more incomprehensible the artwork, the more meaning <laughs> it had, right? There's like a Calvin and Hobbes like no, yeah. comic that like is about that or something. So it was like basically all the students were like, oh, you can't understand my work. It's so great. So basically I got really jaded. I was like, I hate art people. So I went into the opposite direction and I wanted to learn how to tell narratives, like mm-hmm. speak with my audience, speak with my community. So the, I went into uh, film production instead. So film production is obviously very narrative based. Like Hollywood is very good at making a million dollars off of crappy stories, but they're very <laughs> good at telling stories basically. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I, I think I learned that narrative but stuff. But a big important thing uh, to point out is that she is self-taught. She, through YouTube, through videos, <laughs> through books, and a lot of practice, she's become this artist from teaching herself. Well, just on a constructive point there, you have mad paced skills. Your paste stuff skills. stays up. <laughs> it's clean. Yeah. It's not peeled away. Yeah. It's a, people can't scratch it off. I don't know what you're using. Yeah, what's Thank your her. secret? But your is glue. It, you said you, it's I a, mean, you have mad paste Did skills. you say it's a special varnish? It's varnish. Yeah. It's varnish. Yeah, it's obvious because your work is on a different level. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I get technical about stuff like that well yeah I'm technically a bit of an it's art so dork. fun to watch because like i said <laughs> you can always tell the poor kids because their stuff is moldy because they're like stealing sugar packets yeah you know and i, then tr- you I can, tried that too yeah, yeah and then you it, your pieces would mold yeah they, they did yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, think they, there's another guy out in brooklyn who polyurethanes uh everything do you remember ooh. his stuff poly pasting he called it mm. um and it was always his own photographs it probably turns yeah. yellow <laughs> yeah, and it does. It yeah. turns yellow. Yeah. But your stuff is just so clean and crisp. No, oh, thank you. Well, is good. it part of the reason why I, a lot of, I mean, all of her stuff is like a one-off She because she says she doesn't have access to a printer. That's a good thing so, for your art, though. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, you want it, you want the application of putting the art up to, to matter and for it to last as long because of the fact that. There's only one of one of that piece out yeah, there, exactly, you know, yeah. and you want it to last as so long as possible. So do you find a, a place first and design a piece or are you going out with the pieces yeah, designed she, and looking? She does Because your use... placement is extremely specific. Mm-hmm. No, I just walk around in like circles for hours. No, <laughs> it's true. No, I don't. I, I rarely find a piece, like a place ahead of time and put a piece there unless it's like a highly specific cool area. I mostly just make them and look forever. We spend like all day walking around, but I'll find the cool spots. <laughs> 
What I liked, uh, what Christy covered about you is that, and you mentioned, is that you wanted to be able to tell a story. There needed to be a narrative. Yeah. There needed to be something there. And you have longer written experience than five or six words that you put on stickers. Sure. And that you put on wheat paste. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so where does, how do you go from, I have the story to tell, to my medium is seven words? Yeah, exactly. How, do, how does yeah. that decision get made? Um. Well, I mean, I, I, a lot of things when people meet me, they always say like, oh, it's so funny. Your work is so funny. And I, when I first started hearing that, I was like, that's very weird. Because to me, I always start with like the dark thought of oh, the artwork. Oh, it's a total first. dark humor, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's I mean, you're like Edward Gorey yeah, and yeah. <laughs> all the best parts of childhood dark humor you've rolled into your images. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, but it didn't occur to me at first because it's so it's so personal to me that I just, I just came out kind of sarcastic. And then when people were saying it's so funny, I was like, oh, I... I guess it is, <laughs> but I think that's just my general outlook. And as you see, I'm somebody who struggles with depression, anxiety, all this sorts of stuff. So like we can get into that more too, but that mm-hmm. is kind of where all of this crap comes from <laughs> and makes art for so people to relate with. It's therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. I think that um, the thing about humor when you're taking something dark and turning it into humor is like sometimes it tends to be, or it can be a band-aid in like a, a repressive sense sometimes people like to laugh at things too much and you have to acknowledge it's that not really is. addressing it yeah exactly right. so i mean it's really important to start the conversation because no one wants to like walk into a room and have someone like spout a bunch of negative stuff at them mm. it's hard to emotionally take on but so that's why i think the humor helps because yeah. it starts the conversation you catch them first with the humor exactly. and then sort of maybe even as they're walking away from the piece they might be thinking about it a little bit more deeper and the deeper meaning behind well, not yeah. just that i think every single piece of hers every single person on this planet can look at and say yeah me too a couple oh, yeah. of times I ta- me I, too a couple of times today I uh, take I thought that I thought that this morning yeah. I mean these are oh, very yeah. I'm totally. not, I'm not, relatable, I don't want to say that they're very relatable yeah that's a better word I was going to say common these are common thoughts oh, but yeah. they're, they're but relatable relatable thoughts. worldwide yes yeah. they're very human yeah well that's good you're so, not you're not uh, uh, skipping the human aspect of the actual art, mm-hmm. even though it was derived from your emotions. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, Christy, sorry. No, no, no. I was going to go back to uh, Sarah was talking when she was in art school and also just the art world in general. Uh, I think she had mentioned that her artistic compass was broken and that street art kind of helped mm-hmm. mend that. And I wanted to know, like, how did street art? Mend your broken compass. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I was mentioning that my art school was super airheaded and whatever, and then I, I moved into, like, film production, which is, like, narrative-based, but the thing about film production as well is it's super commercial. Mm. So when I ended up graduating, the only jobs I could get were, like, literally advertisements or, like, crappy B-side So just movies. artistically it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. And, you, mm. you basically become, like, a technician. So mm-hmm. I went from a place that was all about, like, deep self-expression at a point that, like, nobody could understand it to, like, mm-hmm. a place where you have to just, like, shut up, don't give your opinion and do the work. And right. so because of that, I felt like I was caught in a world of two extremes. And mm-hmm. then that, it, like, kind of made me feel personally confused when I was making my own artwork. Mm. So I think for a long time, like, for quite a few years, I didn't make artwork because I didn't know, like, I mean, every artist struggles with this being Mm -hmm. like when do I sell out how much of myself do I put in it like do I listen to the people when am I authentic like all Mm -hmm. those sorts of things these questions kind of there's always that struggle yeah yeah so basically I think that street art kind of was like I guess like an answer to a lot of those Mm -hmm. things I had been struggling with for a while and I think primarily because it's not monetized Mm. I mean you can make money off Mm -hmm. of it but it's really hard initially (laughs) yeah yeah it's hard that's not like the real reason it why takes you a lot of sweat 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that, like, there's no curators who are saying your art is crap get out of here like anybody can see it mm-hmm. and like like i said when there's no, it's for everyone when there's no money flow there's nobody who's trying to control it and so because as an artist you can express yourself as like an audience member you can mm. take what you want right you don't have to look at it i think so it really helped me kind of figure out the balance between like authentic and mm-hmm. commercial at least for myself and it comes from like a more honest place yeah, yeah. pretty much so I like how your characters, you can't tell if they're male or female. Mm. Yeah. Genderless, raceless. They're yeah. not even necessarily human. <laughs> they're they're yeah, humanoid They're kind of ish. like Kilroy, uh, Dilbert human Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. It's true. I think... Uh, Was that on purpose? I mean, on purpose in a subconscious way? Sure, yeah. I mean, when I, when I first started them, I think, like I said, they were just supposed to be expressions of what I was feeling. And mm-hmm. so I, if I personified them as individuals, like humanoids, but it wasn't meant to be about the male experience, the female experience, the non-binary experience, whatever mm-hmm. you have. Like, it was just meant to be the human experience. Where so. do you even think that they came from? Or one day, were you just, like, doodling? And were you even surprised yourself? Like, like where did these <laughs> creatures come <laughs> from? Yeah, or these... These characters yeah. come from they I just mean, they just yeah I, it's I like guess they I just, just come out of you and yeah. it's just like like they're meant meant to exist I guess so, you know? yeah <laughs> yeah I mean there was no one thing that kind of spun it into motion I just mm-hmm. when I doodled it just happened it just happens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong but I think the majority of the work and the sentiments you express are reactive thoughts yeah they're not really proactive in a yeah. sense that I need this, I want this, I'm going to do... It's not really a, an active type mm. of thing. It's a, oh, hum, yeah. what now, yeah. how to handle this. It's it's very Eeyore, very Snuffleupagus yeah. type of, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a viewpoint. Yeah. I know Snuffleupagus. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> She should. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, target age yeah. still. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I guess I don't really, I don't think about it too actively. They're Like I said, they're just kind of like feelings I have. But maybe you make me want to sit down and kind of look at all the things I've done and like reflect <laughs> on it. But I, I think you're probably right. Yeah. You know, I can is. tell you because I take people from all over the world on tours. And the one that everyone always comments on in Freeman Alley is the Firefly. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. that one is, I mean, everybody just, and sometimes the people just go by and they go, oh. Become so sympathetic. Yeah, to it. exactly. Like, it's, uh, people empathize. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they oh, tra- it's so nice, but it's so sad. Do you think, like, what is it? Like, do they feel trapped? Know. Yeah, or? I mean, I think it's a human experience, but it's also something universal. Yeah, definitely. And that one is, you know, we all maybe. Or even the one that uh, Sarah, yeah. Sarah recently put up in Bushwick with the dog that, that it says, release me. Like. Everybody feels like they're they're sort of tied down to something, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's so. this. Oh, a little sad dog. I see him. <laughs> Read leash me. Yeah, but since you <laughs> since you've been in the street art world now for some time, uh, are there any artists that you admire out there? Some of their work that you, or like, even someone that you maybe would want to work with? Have you considered collaboration? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just haven't. I've been, like, so busy just exploring myself right mm-hmm, now. I haven't, mm-hmm. but um, I guess, like, current people in the community, mm-hmm. I really like Eyebrow's mm-hmm. work. Like, I think he has very, like, contour sort of line work. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe it, like, is similar to my work. That's oh, why yeah, I, that, I would, feel that like would work. He also like gets it. up in random weird places because he's, like, out in the middle of 
Ridgewood, he's got a piece like on my block, and there's nothing else out there. Really? Nothing. And there's like an eyebrow sticker. Yeah. Well, so, is that, in a way, is that good or bad? Oh, I think I it's mean, awesome it's because like he's getting less in those competition. Places. I mean, a or... lot of people, you know, I think it's more fun because you're pushing the envelope. When you go somewhere like Ridgewood into that real part of the Polish neighborhood mm-hmm. and you put the pieces up, yeah. you're going to get a totally different reaction yeah. than if you do them in the Lower East Side where people expect it. Okay. It might last like, longer, keep, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and, what's fun, too, is the reaction more in you Greenpoint, get. too. Yeah. But anybody else that you would want to work with? Um, oh, in our article, I mentioned Blue. I love oh. his work. I mean, he's like oldish now. I think mm-hmm. he's like early 2000s, but he's, he's Italian, so he's not... I don't think he's working in New York right now. Like, <laughs> but you never but, know. Yeah, but I, lo- I love his, his work, too. Blue, he does, okay. yeah, he does, like, animation as well. With, okay. With street art, and I love animation, so mm-hmm. that's that would be cool. <laughs> Is that one goal for you, Are you, to move into animation? Would you one day want to make, like, a oh, mini-movie or a movie? Yeah, yeah. begging for kind augmented begging for reality. It. Yeah, I mean, if I can just get enough time and pay my rent, sure. <laughs> you know, like, you in know, fact, they kind of remind me of Tiny Little Super Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Tiny Little Super Guy? That was Sesame no. Street, too. Mm-hmm. That's Sesame Street? <laughs> yes, it is. Tiny Little Super Guy. Sesame Street <laughs> Just scrolling through your feed here. I, I like the one, uh, the lady, it looks like I'm not a lady. The person being... <laughs> not a lady. That's okay. It's important to project. Yeah. You know, that's the point, you know? Pressed up against the world just saying, yes. <laughs> So, what do we listen to when we create? What do you mean? What type music? of music do you like? Oh, uh, mostly podcasts. Okay. <laughs> mostly Woo-hoo! podcasts. Yeah, I'm one of those. But um, Shout it, out to it. What are your favorite podcasts? I really, I really love Reply All because it's like kind of techie and very human. <laughs> Have you guys heard? No. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, Don't know it's, it. I think they're... They're, they're good. It's like a... I don't know if I should be explaining sure. this. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's like a podcast about the internet, but it has like a very human element to where they're talking about the internet, but it comes down to something more personal that everyone can relate to, so that's why I like it. <laughs> you know, Deep so. and existential. Yeah, it tends mm. to be, yeah. So I guess that's my, my angle on things. So you, you like to keep your brain active rather yeah. than distract it. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You have to have a little bit of both, honestly. I guess it depends on the mood, on the emotion. Whatever you're working through, you want a little bit of both, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So we assume this is a series, or is this the style? I don't know. I thought the same thing myself, mm, actually. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I have a hunch it's probably going to be a series, because I was thinking, uh, I'm making so much like work this year, I try to at least have something every day, something new, but I was like, I can't do this for years. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And also, it's going to probably get a little old eventually, at least, at least for me, too. So I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm just going to kind of see this out to the end. We but, hear uh, that it gets boring for the artist far faster <laughs> than for the, for yeah, the fans. Prob- yeah, probably, yeah. I want you to do these until I'm not here anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll take that request into account. Yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. So another thing uh, that I wanted to bring up from our article was uh, this piece, uh, Nine of Wands. Oh, yeah. And uh, your connection to tarot. Mm-hmm. And how that has uh, influenced your work, artwork. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm kind of into tarot cards. Um, do you guys know about tarot cards? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So, Generally. Yeah. Nothing specific. I mean, people so know of this them. This is your, your opportunity swords. to convince, yeah. convince a skeptic. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Not to put any more. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
I mean, okay. This I mean, is, we talked about it, but yeah. like I said, some people might not have read the article yet, so. That's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> well tar- tarot cards culturally are generally seen as like fortune-telling cards, but okay. they're not. Like, they have this whole mysticism. like therapy in a way. If you're good with them, exactly. then you Sarah, Sarah yeah. has promised me one day she's going to give me to a read reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not now, but in the future. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically like a deck of cards that, um, just like the normal 52 deck of cards, except there's 78 in the tarot cards, and they're all just pictorial. So each picture has a certain meaning to them. So basically the idea is when you're reading tarot cards, you put them down on the table, the pictures create a story, and people believe it's mystical, you don't have to. But the idea is a lot of the themes that are talked about and considered in the tarot cards tend to be kind of psychological, reflective, stuff like that. So um, a lot of people who are maybe struggling to find meaning in their life mm-hmm. like tend to get drawn to things like this or... People who are kind of religious, they you know this. It can be kind of dogmatic. They like it, but a lot of times, I think everyone can just benefit from getting a reading done because it just asks you to reflect on yourself and things that you're struggling with, things mm-hmm. that are important, stuff like that. And then on top of it, like I said, they're all pictorial and they all have like meanings that go back from like hundreds of years. So mm-hmm. because of that, they, it's very like semiotic, as Christy said in the article. <laughs> um, and so because of that, as an artist, I love having little icons, symbols, things like that. I think it only makes artwork stronger when you actually can kind of relate it back to this long history of, like, visual imagery that, like, everybody can understand universally. So can I ask how they personally helped you? Uh, Did they help you with your anxiety or... Yeah, do you Mm -hmm. mean, like, personally, not Mm -hmm. artistically? Personally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think... um, well, one of the things specifically that I struggle with is death anxiety. Okay. You mentioned this in your mm-hmm. article. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of like a weird psychological thing where you get obsessed with dying pretty much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can get into this more too. But <laughs> that's like a, a weird thing that I have de- unfortunately developed. Um, and so the tarot cards were like a thing that I got drawn to because people believe they're like dealing with the afterlife and spirits. So as someone mm-hmm. who was trying to understand stuff like this, that's how I originally found that way to translate the death into change yeah and then you could deal with it a lot more when you realize it's actually fear of change yeah it's true yeah so you said you've you tried uh medication meditation yeah so (laughs) this do you think this was what truly helped you sort of deal with that i mean it was like a long process of like weird occult esoteric stuff that i don't know (laughs) if i'll get into because it's very long and strange but yeah i mean it was like a period of my necronomicon or no uh yes all right then all right (laughs) We'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it it was like a a personal journey that I went to. I wouldn't necessarily claim that there's truth behind it or anything. It was just something I explored to help me work through things. It worked for you. Yeah, it it definitely moved me to the next step. My mother got hypnotized and stopped smoking immediately. Really? It worked for her. Can I tell everybody that that'll work for them? No, that would be silly. Yeah. But my mom, six years or seven years not smoking, that's that. Cool. So I think it's it's the power of... Belief? uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not belief. Switch. It's not trust. It's just the power that change is possible hmm. and the power that you can change. And that switch. You One day, I That's mean, it. it's just it. Yeah. It's very internal. It, everything's internal. It is, yeah. Well, no, I don't put anything on you. World, I don't put anything on you. It's, it's, it's what you wear. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. But... Uh, I think it's important to point out, too, um, we see Sarah's little characters, but she is a mural painter as well. And you did do at uh, Julie's Vintage, yeah. is it? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How is that experience? It's and good. would you like to do more yeah, bigger sure. mural painting? Yeah, somewhere? I mean, my, my stuff started tiny because I like the idea of like hiding it in the city. But, yeah, Ben uh, was like, you can go bigger. You can fill more of the space. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what he said. Fill the whole wall. But I was like, it just doesn't need it. I don't know. So I just, I worked with what I thought was good. And I mean, it's bigger than what I well, usually I do. Well, I like yeah. the fact that your characters are interacting with the space. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That seemed Again, only that's Well, that's the great thing that about think, any of her work. Right, exactly. It interacts with... It's they're living in their own little worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Amongst other bigger street art, amongst the city, yeah, yeah. amongst the city, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I answer so, your question about the yeah, yeah the okay, mural? Sorry, I didn't know if I got too like far <laughs> off. Yeah, okay. No, I'm excited to see. I always go over there, and it's like never a good time to take a picture. I, I have to go like early in the morning, I but I was excited to see that. I'm like, oh, because you, you deserve it. I think that it's just. Wonderful, wonderful so, art that should be seen even bigger. Because sometimes it's hard to find those little characters yeah, out yeah, there. Exactly. But oh yeah. So obviously we love your work. Thank what you. other feedback are you getting from the public at large? Have people reached out? Are people trying to find you? Are you any commissions yet? A few. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- it's Good. actually it's very consistent. I think it is just that. Um, I get a lot of people who aren't necessarily into street art that still relate with like the comic nature or the stories being told behind them. I find your art goes well beyond. It reminds me more of older stuff than street art anyway, as I mentioned earlier, of things like Edward Gorey, mm-hmm. old Adams Family, yeah, yeah, and just that whole... Yeah, I yeah. think your art goes even further back. What was it? The, the, um, the, the British magazines and things from back even in like the 17 1800s it would do <laughs> wow. that style you, uh, <laughs> yeah. through the new yorker yeah 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 i know what you mean you yeah. know i don't think uh, what i love about your art is it really isn't street art yeah. it's art that you're translating to the street yeah i actually thought about that for a while i was wondering like far side, if it yes. had to be oh the far side, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i've, I've had quite a few people be like oh we're in the far side yeah oh yeah totally true yeah <laughs> But you notice, um, you've noticed too that people go after the word bubbles, right? Yeah. Like, what is that? Is what do you mean it go after? Like, she they means like rip, a, rip them, them off. Oh, they destroy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, specifically the word bubbles, yeah. Some stupid person decided to X out your don't be a dick. I think, yeah, she, I think <sighs> that's the sign wait, that she, Sarah oh, no, well, has arrived, right? Right. When I mean, I, 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 I don't want to kind of go back to check on or anything. Her, yeah. But I can guess right now that the person that X'd it out was probably not of the female persuasion and they thought they were being like masculine doing maybe, that yeah you know, they I mean, were protecting they know all the other am, boys out there maybe yeah i mean they they went over everything so i don't take it personally <laughs> <laughs> you know so so you don't so much get attached once you leave yeah. a piece behind it's out there it's part of the game you kind of understand that yeah i feel like that that's the one thing like a lot of artists are so protective attached of they get the attached. yeah i mean it's fine whatever but like i can't in street art you have to just be like whatever mm. <laughs> like i expected to be gone 20 minutes from when i put it up like you know it'd be nice if mm-hmm. it would be there for a while but if it goes it goes you know document it let it be what it is but if you think yeah. about it you you have a lot out there still riding yeah. you know and, and the beauty of it is is that you know they're they're in like i said their own miniature world just living and thriving the and fact that the googly eye is still attached to <laughs> i that know thing floors me the googly eye the googly yes. eye i mean it I is still attached yeah, and it it's there. Still there and i've watched little kids pick at it really oh yeah oh, doesn't kids. come off yes <laughs> well that's good oh i have more googly eyes in the future oh cool <laughs> i got some big googly eyes coming <laughs> yeah well sarah um, it's 30 minutes went by in the blink of an eye okay <laughs> uh i can s- tell you you did great 
Yes, thank you. And thank Yay. you very much. And Can I say one thing about you guys? Yeah. Of course, please. I, wa- I wanted to tell you because I am new to doing the street art stuff. I think I've been doing it for like four months. So I'm very, very new. And I didn't really have anybody mentor me in coming into the street art community. So I found you guys because I, I think it's really important to be knowledgeable, understand the history of what you're getting into. So I checked out your website. Listened, I didn't listen to all your podcasts yet, <laughs> but I have listened to some. I've read a lot of articles and it was really helpful into learning the community and who Aww. is around thank and what's going you. on so thank you guys and thank, thank you, you for having on. me so well stay yeah. stay respectful on the streets and you can always count on this as a resource <laughs> yeah. and uh, right. get real disrespectful on the streets you can, and you can you still can, count on us <laughs> you can call us in the middle of the night yeah. that's the way that goes but uh but thank you very much for coming in before well, we let you. you go please let our listeners know where they can find you online instagram sarah lynn leo how Instagram. is that spelled out? Because they There's need to know exactly. There. There's a dot. There's okay. a dot. S A R A L Y N N E. There's an E in Lynn. Dot Leo L E O. That's well, right. Thank you very much for coming thank in. You. We are sold out with Sarah Lynn Leo.